Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the podcast Ship It. On this podcast, we will discuss the ships that we both love and hate from a variety of different fandoms. We will touch on and go in depth on pairings or groupings from books, BLs, K-pop, and just music in general. An example of an in-depth look at a ship? The ages-old controversy revolving around Larry Stylinson. The One Direction ship consisting of singers Louis Tomlinson and Harry Styles. Evidence at a later date will be provided for all sides of the argument. The, it's not real, the, it's real, and the, ah, it's just imaginary. I am your host. You can call me Ash or Ashy. As for today's topic, we will be discussing the ships that have come up the show, The Untamed. I would like to preface the rest of this episode by apologizing for any names or word butchering that I might and will do. I am a native English speaker that lives smack dab in the middle of Wyoming. I do not speak a lick of any other language than a few words in Spanish. For those of you that do not know where that is, it is the least populated state in the United States and is part of the Midwest. The most culture we have is a few Native American tribes. Anyways, as some of you may know, The Untamed is a live-action or web series rendition of the web novel The Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation or Modao Jushui. By the fans, it is simply called MDZS. The original book is in Chinese, but thanks to many hardworking fans, we are able to read translations of the book. There are two animations that I am aware of, the Donghua and the Manhua. There is also an audio drama of this novel. To start today, we'll start by talking about the whole reason that the Untamed is a thing. Wang Jian. This is the ship that consists of our two main characters. Lan Wanji, or Lan Zhan, and Wei Ying, or Wei Wushan. These are our two cultivators. In The Untamed, it is simply like a historical drama. You have your normal people, and you have your cultivators. The people that basically do magic and fly on swords, and are supposed to be good, and use good energy, and if they use enough of it, they'll become immortal at some point. It's kind of a mess, but it's okay. Our main character, our main main character, is Wei Wuxian, or Wei Ying. The, there's a courtesy name and a real name for many characters, and in some cases there may be... Maybe? I think there's three names for a few characters. But... In my case, I will switch between names more often than that. I'll probably use Wuxian more than I'll use Wei Ying. Anyway. Our two main characters in this are in the web series never actually get together. There are hints at it and different looks, but they never actually end up together. And at the end of the show, I did scream a bit because I did not like how it ended, and they did not end up together, sadly, and no one really ended up together at the end of it. It was a very sad ending, in a way. (laughs) In the book, from what I know, and the little that I have read, they actually do get together in the book. This is Lanjan and Wei Ying, 
they get married in the book and become for what they call it they call them cultivation partners so like they do magic together and they're gonna be immortal it's great they have a son neither of them birthed him um (laughs) Wei Ying actually saved him from the total I guess genocide of a clan that was going on in the midst of a war his original name when you first meet him is Wen Yuan and he is this little boy and Wei Ying takes care of him along with a few others of the Wen clan including the Dr. Wen, I believe it's Wen Qing. If I said that wrong, I might be Wen Qing. I'm not sure. She is a doctor from the Wen clan that basically is like, I don't hurt people, I just heal them. She's very sassy. She carries needles that have tranquilizer on them. They're very strong tranquilizer. And she'll just go stab them into people sometimes. Usually when they need to be knocked out but it's still fun she scares weighing with those quite a bit and her brother is wending who is a sweetheart he is actually a zombie in a way there's different things there are corpses there are zombies and there are ghosts but for the sake of understanding this in the podcast we'll simply call him a zombie because he basically died, and Wei Ying basically brought him back to life. He plays a flute. He's got some resentful energy. He's He goes against everything that they've been taught. And he's a sweetheart. He takes care of Wen Ning, and Wen Ning will take care of him, and they both take care of Wen Yuan. Wen Yuan is also known as Lan Shishui, I know, I know I butchered that name, but most of the time we will be referring to him on here as when you on or just simply you on. So, if you want to talk about slow burn, just bring Wei Jian into it. And, funny story, this is the ship name that they actually created for themselves in the book. La Jean wrote weighing a piece of music. And they actually named it their ship name. And in this case, they start out as teenagers and Cloud Recess, which is where Lanjan lives and where the sect of the, I guess, the most noble cultivators, you could say. They have over 3,000 rules. It's kind of insane. They live there, and that is where Lanjan lives, along with his uncle, I cannot quite remember his name right now, and his brother Lan Chen, which is... Xin Chen is great. I love him with my whole heart. He is one of the greatest characters in both the show, the book, and the animations. I have not listened to much of the audio drama, but I can assume he's probably a great character there, too. So this all starts when they're teenagers and Wei Wuxian goes with his brother Zhang Cheng and his sister, I believe, is Zhang Yanli. She's a very sweet woman. I love her with my entire heart and she deserved so much better. 
And they go to Cloud Recess, and they're supposed to learn all of these rules and how to be great cultivators from the Grandmaster, which is Lanjan's uncle. Wei Wuxian is a, for lack of better words, a little shit. <laughs> he has no real chill, and he kind of just screws around, does whatever he wants. He's not actually Zhang Cheng's little brother, or... In this case, I think he'd actually be the older brother. He's not actually their sibling. Their father picked him up and basically adopted him after his parents died and he found him on the street. And to preface this, there were savage, like, not savage, but there were dogs on the street that he used to fight with for food. And it will come up later, but he's actually deathly afraid of dogs which is quite funny, in my opinion. So, they go to this giant collaboration thing with all of these other clans to learn how to be good cultivators, and he decides that he's going to start challenging the Grandmaster and say, hey, why can't I use resentful energy for this instead? And... Grandmaster, of course, loses it on him and sends him to the library with Lanjan to write all of the rules of the Cloud Recess out, which, as you can imagine, with that many rules, is gonna take forever. In the middle of this, he decides that he's gonna go bother Lanjan while he's working, and this is a very stoic very chill Lanjan, and he just completely flusters him. He gives him this drawing that he created of him, and then he shows him this book with this, he's like little pictures in it, and Lanjan, being the good boy that he is, has no clue what it is, and Wei Wuxian just sits there and is dying. And you learn throughout this entire time that they pretty much, like, hate each other. And it's just a giant mess. And after they bring down this clan that their son Yuan is from, before, you know, everything happens and Lajan has to save him, they get in a big fight regarding... Wei Ying and his power because he decided to start using resentful energy and he has this little flute that he plays. And at some point he actually goes and he falls off a cliff. He does die. Lajan tries to save him and it does not work. The entire show actually starts off with the scene of Wei Ying dying and Lajan trying to save him. It's very sad and then you get into it, and you find all these characters, and then you watch that again, and it's just painful. In the book, it jumps 13 years. In the show, it's a 16-year jump. I'm not sure about the um, audio dramas or the animations, but I know that there's a three-year difference in the time jumps that happen in the book and the web series. And in this, it's however many years later, this guy, um, Mo Janu, Janu, I'm not sure how to say that name quite yet either. He basically 
been screwed over and his cousins are mean to him. And he decides that he's going to summon Wei Wuxian and basically give him his body. And he's going to bring Wei Wuxian back to life. If he does these three little things for him, which is like... I think it's like kill like the three relatives that have been crappy to him in his entire life. So Mo Xuan was gone. Like he he does not exist anymore. Um, Wei Ying's back. He wears this mask on his face the entire time, and it's kind of a bit creepy. I in the show it is the exact same body, so you should be able to tell that it's Wei Ying that's back. But in the book, it is kind of hinted at that it is a, definitely, the body looks very different. So, they won't be able to tell that it's Wei Ying. And during this time, Lanjian actually finds him and they fall in love again. Or, they fall in love, actually. They never, it was never really again. It was 16 or 13 years of slow burn romance. It was painful to say the least. And when it finally gets out and everything that Wei Ying's back and all of these things happen and at the end of the show they bring Wen Yuan in and he's basically been raised by Lan Zhan and he still remembers Wei Ying as his dad and so like those are his parents and it's really cute. Now, the moment that I have been waiting for since I started this Zhang Cheng and Wen Cheng. This is our doctor from the Wen clan and our brother from our Wei Wuxian's brother. And they are from the Yunmen Zhang clan, which they have this really pretty lotus flower as their symbol. They were purple all the time. Completely random, but. <laughs> so. In the show, and I'm not quite sure if they did this in the book, but it was an unnecessary show. Like, it didn't really make any sense. Zhang Cheng kind of... I think he, like, pined after Wen Qing, and she didn't exactly care for him because she was more focused on trying to save both herself and her brother Wen Ning than trying to find someone to, you know, be with, fall in love with. And in the end, it does not work out, and I'm very glad it did not work out, because it was not a ship that I was particularly a fan of, and a ship that I would never honestly be happy with. Lan John's brother, or Lan Wangji, as you might hear, sometimes you just call him Wangji. So, Lan John's brother is Long Qingchen. I love that man with my whole entire heart. He is the, like, he's like Winning in Wei Wuxian, but he's very self-righteous, but he's also, like, he's very sweet. He's very understanding. He always tries to take care of La Zhan if he can, and he tries to protect Wei Wuxian when, you know, things go badly if he can because he knows how much he means to his brother. And he is, he eventually does become the leader of the Cloud Recess when, I believe it's Long Kiran is the uncle's name. 
I believe when he passes or he just decides to give the crown up, or not the crown, but the position of Grandmaster up, Long Jun Chen gets it. And he's this great guy. He's been friends with another leader. His name is... Ool. Now I can't remember his name. Hwai Song's his brother. And Wei Wuxian is friends with Hwai Song. And Hwai Song is like the cutest boy. And he just carries a fan around with him all the time. And he does not sword fight. And he is just probably the most unproblematic character that there is. So his brother, who I cannot remember for the life of me his name, is best friends with Long Xingchen. And it's a great friendship. And along the way, you meet the, I guess, I'm not sure if it'd be an advisor, but the second one under Huaisang's brother, they meet, and he's very, like, he's smart. Like, from the first time that I saw him in the show, I don't think I would really ever trust him, and I never really did. I never had a good feeling about his character, just the way he spoke rubbed me wrong. So, in that, we actually have him after Hwai Song's brother passes. Um, Jin Chen and Yao, his name is Jin Guang Yao, I believe. At the beginning of the show, you just know him as something i don't remember his last name but his first name I, th- I think it might be mang yao but i just call him yao he all this stuff happens they kind of they're just like best friends little tension you know before this giant 13 16 year time jump and after this 13 or 16 year time jump they seem closer, they never really seem to see each other, and then the, like, last two or three episodes really paints the two of them in, like, this different light. Like, you know it's always there, but you finally realize that Yao never really tried or meant to hurt Ching Chen, even if he was supposed to be this bad guy. And it's a ship that I honestly both love and hate because I love Jing Chen and but I don't really like Yao. But in hindsight it is honestly a good ship. They worked, but they really took the worst most evil man in the series and paired him with the most righteous one and called it good. It was like enemies to lovers trope but backwards. So I don't know. Wenning. This man deserves all of the love. He deserves the world. He has my heart. He never really got paired with anyone. And I can't say that I'm upset about that. Because I don't think it was right for his character to be paired with anyone. Especially after, you know... Losing his sister and then just trying to protect both himself and Wei Wuxian from any danger. But he's a good boy. I love him. He 
like he's like the puppy dog like he kind of reminds me of like that golden retriever boyfriend that people talk about he just perks up at any mention to do anything for you he will honestly go to hell and back for you you know one favor and she is gonna spend the rest of his life repaying you for it and he absolutely loves when you on it's i believe in terms i think it's his cousin when you on's his cousin so after that 16 years they finally get to see each other again and wending finally gets to have another piece of his family that he thought he had lost after his sister died and i guess that's not really a ship but i just wanted to bring up that that man deserves every bit of love that he gets from anyone and last but not least song lan jing and jing jing chan jing chan i believe his name is always so hard to say because it's two X's and it just confuses my brain. Anyway. Sung Lan. Big bulky man. A few words like Lajan. But. This man. Would. Sacrifice everything. Just to be with. Jing Jing Chen again, and my heart melts every single time because I know Lanjan would do that too. But Songwon really got screwed over because this man just—he went to find his—he lost his eyes, and then he got his eyesight back. And of course, it was Jing Chen or um. That gave him his eyesight back. And. I just. And it was painful because you know that they're not really friends anymore. And. It hurt in a way that it really should not have. And then you've got this little mother and his name is Zhu Yang Yang I believe it's Yang and he's literally just insane like he went and killed an entire cultivation sect because one of the guys made him lose his pinky finger that being said he is probably my favorite character in this series without a doubt because of how well his character was written and thought out and Ooh, he was just great. I loved him. And so when Jing Xing Chan gives 
Songlong has sight back. Songlong's gone, doesn't know any of this is happening. Jiang finds him, or is found by Xing Chen, and tricks him because Jing Chen does not have any sight anymore because he gave it to Song Lan. And Jiang basically, like, not necessarily manipulates him, but he becomes obsessed with him. And when Song Long comes back and realizes that Xing Chen Chen does not know or does know that this is Yang and that he's still going to be friends with him even after he killed Song Lan's entire cultivation sect. It's painful. And then Zhiyang finds a way to get Jing Chen to kill Song Lan. He doesn't know that it's Song Lan. Basically makes Song Lan a zombie who can't realize anything, and then makes him kill Jing Chen. And then Zhu Yang just basically keeps Song Lan as his puppet. And it's painful. And I don't necessarily know how to feel about it. Because I love them. But they are one big, unconventional mess. But my brain is like, ooh, put them together. That's, it's great. So, the three of them are something different altogether. And that, for today, is... It's a lot of unconventional ships in the Untamed, and my brain always hurts <laughs> after going through everything. So, really do hope that you all have enjoyed this and that you all had fun with me. I am very sorry for the names that I butchered, and if this make no sense to you because I do understand that the Untamed or just MDZS as a whole is very confusing and has a very intricate storyline and character plot in it. And if you don't know it, it won't necessarily make sense. Aside from that, I do hope that you guys will stay tuned for possibly the next episode where... I think we'll be talking about Larry Stylinson. I don't know. That evidence is going to take a while to gather. As I myself am, as some may call it, a Larry. So, I'll see you guys next time. And you guys have a great rest of your night, evening, week, or just your day. Alright? I'll see you guys later. <laughs>